Hey, it's Chris from the Classic Metal Show. Just wanted to make sure you never, ever lose the CMS to the corporate entities of the world taking us down. Subscribe to our podcast by following our feed, https colon slash slash j dot mp slash cms feed, j dot mp slash cms feed. Just plug that into your podcast player and you'll never lose us. It's uncensored and it's controlled by us, not any main tech giant. So do it today, fucks. Chris Aiken. One I minute. Need that. I need that. Yeah, no, I was texting back and forth with Drew. I told I told Drew he could come on. Um, the album comes out on the um or the album, the book actually comes out on the 18th of December. Okay. So I told him he could come back on the um the show, the show prior and actually do a real CMS interview and not not the one with the man of God Neely. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've heard it all now. This this 2020 has turned into something <laughs> completely different. I got, got David that, that was a good one though. I've got David Ellison referring to you as a man of faith. The fuck out of here. <laughs> I am a man of faith. I, I have faith that I'm gonna wake up in the morning and we're still gonna be fucked. Jesus Christ. What else can happen in 2020? I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop. I, I mean now, now you're a man of God. What's next for me to be knighted? I don't know. Well, you've already done that. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's true. Now I think about that. Yeah, what you, is next? Is there anything already, left? You've already been knighted. Is there anything left? Maybe I could be the president. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm concerned that uh, I'm going to hear that one of my closer family members passed away or something. Oh, don't say that. I'm not. Well, it's not that I would hope that to happen, but it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. You know. First, it's this COVID, then then it's the football, then it's the presidency. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what else? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know, but I did tell Drew that he could absolutely come back on and do a more CMSE type of a. It's all right, though. Dave was a good talker, man. Oh, he's great. He, he loved, he, he's, he's got that whole promotional thing going on there. No, he's great. I, and, and, you know, and, you know, for people that don't know, that is the absolute best kind of guest there ever is a guy that talks and makes sense and has a conversation, but is more than willing to talk. Well, he was very focused though. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the guy, the guy really knew what he wanted to get out there mm-hmm. and talked about the book, talked about its Genesis, talked about how he, uh, you know, started with the concept, how he hooked up with drew, how, you know, uh, it, you know, obviously some of the questions you asked were very direct, especially the one about, are we going to, you know, get the bait and switch on the next, <laughs> you know, and you know, about his whole, the, the elves and empire, right. You know, and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I, I got to admire the guy, you know, who, you know, the way that he talked and the way that he spoke about his focus, you know, who he reminded me of who evil can evil. Yeah. Evil Knievel talked exactly like that. You know, when I, when you give your word to somebody, you got to do it. When you mm-hmm. tell them you're going to do it, you know, and, you know, and, and that's one of the things that Evil Knievel said that, you know, he didn't want to go out of this world known as a daredevil or whatever. He wanted to be known as a man who kept his word with people. Sure. 
That's that's what he said. Absolutely. And and he he ran the evil Knievel Enterprises. He mm-hmm. he didn't have any business managers. He ran it all himself. I mean, he he portrayed that he had business managers, but he would just act like they them on the phone. Yeah. You know, he he said, you know, I I had this business arrangement and he had like three different guys and he said he always admired the Jewish people for their business sense. So he would impersonate himself and call himself Rosenstein and, and uh, this and that. And whenever he would make a deal with some promoter to do a jump somewhere, he would pretend he was, you know, his representative. But it was him. This is evil Stein. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, but he had the whole same thing. Let's do this in the right way in the right manner and get the job done right. Yeah. You know, and then that's, that's the way Dave was talking. I was like, yeah, you're kind of like the evil Knievel of rock and roll, man. You just sort of got that business acumen and you're just very self-promoting, which obviously evil Knievel was. Yeah. Well, that's what he's here to do too. And it was always about the brand, the evil brand. And he was always about, you know, keeping his word and about putting on the best shows and Mm -hmm. about, you know, doing all the things that he needed to do. And I was just like, yeah, that's, that's that spirit. Yeah. And I'll say this about David Ellison. I've been interviewing him now for better than 20 years. Uh Uh-huh. And when he says that he, he is professional, he is the most professional. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've ever had him be late, him not show ever. And I've interviewed him gotta be 20 times. With every different band, with Temple of Brutality, with F five, with F five, F five at the. Uh. <laughs> I wanted to ask him if he had any. I, I, if we had more time, if it, if it hadn't already gone like fifty minutes, yeah, I was gonna ask him if he had any memories of the F five show at the Spur. <laughs> you know, I just went just to, just honestly, just to give Wheezy something to cut yeah. away with, wouldn't matter what, but you know. <laughs> But I, we just ran out of time. But yeah, well, well, that was a good interview, though. I mean, you know, Dave, Dave, as you said, you know, he had a lot to say, mm-hmm. and he was a good promoter, and you sure. know, gave us a lot of backstory, and uh, was very open. And you know, it, it's kind of cool because you know, th- this is Dave Elveson. Yeah, you know, Grammy he had a Grammy sitting behind him. Yeah, I know, and and he's he's on here talking to us two chuckleheads. Yeah, you know, we're just two dudes. Well, the purveyor of filth and a man of God. <laughs> well, that's what makes us great. Yeah, exactly. I just love that when he said, "Well, yeah, we're sitting up top because we're the we're the God guys." I was like, what? We're, we're looking down on you. Yeah, I was like, Are you, you need to take another look at who you're sitting next to, friend. This guy is not a man of God. <laughs> what am I, Chris? What do you, what do you, what is the impression I leave with you? I'm going to tell you exactly who you are. You're secretly the more evil of the two. Yeah, am I? Oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I think most people that listen to this show for a while will agree with that. <laughs> I'm just so vocal about the fact that I'm a scumbag that I come off as the more evil, but you're way more, you're way, you're way more plotted and planned. I'm, I'm cerebral about it. You are. Mm-hmm. Where me, I'm just like, fuck it. You know, you know, you're, you're definitely much more, much more evil than me. I, I like to go with the Bill Peters analogy. I am the kamikaze. Uh, what did he call me? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The kamikaze of rock and roll or something. Yeah. Something about the radio kamikaze or something. Yep. Like that. 
<laughs> he just like out of the blue, I'll just torpedo you. You just didn't see uh-huh. that coming. Exactly. Yeah. That was good though. I, I enjoyed that that chit chat and yeah. good connection and good video and the whole thing. So it worked out really well. Yeah. Not bad. Pretty, pretty solid. Plus we got our blabbermouth moment out of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. As there's no question. I have zero question. Blabbermouth is going to run with the, yeah, I do all these businesses as a result of getting booted from Megadeth before. There's no question that's going to be on Blabbermouth next no, week. Again you, get, again, you can't put your eggs all in one basket, which, you know, at, as a younger person, you don't see it that way. But then once you get that carpet yanked out from under you, then you're just like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not letting yeah. that happen again. Exactly. But all the interviews he's ever done, I don't think anybody's ever asked him. Nobody's asked him that question. Yeah. I was like, all well, right. well, you know what the thing is, is that I learned my lesson with that, with, with being in business with my former brother-in-law, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of left my fate in his hands and yeah. how that ended. Yeah. And, uh, after that, it was just like, fuck that. Never again. I paid off all my bills. I got no bills. I, I, you know, do my thing. I, I make mm-hmm. my own destiny. You know, this show is a result, you know, obviously, you know, between your collaboration as with me and myself with you, Mm -hmm. uh, this show has prevailed for 25 years. Yeah, dude. dude, It's the same reason I I don't do Aiken IT only. It's why there's Aiken IT. It's why there's pinball PA. It's why there's uh, the new business that I'm starting with my friend, Marty. It's why there's the classic metal show. It's why there's the CMS podcast network. It's why there's all these things because I'm, much like Ellison, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. Fuck no. Yeah. And especially with this, this recent, you know, result of this election, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you've been working for a year to get us, uh, away from being a slave to the tech Yeah, and guarantee you that, that once this jag off takes office in January, mm-hmm. believe me. This this administration is going to be taking a hard look at anybody who's anti that administration. Yeah, CMS CMS YouTube page will be gone. Oh yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. And that's fine with me because we've got our new page, baby. <laughs> so, what is this thing you wanted to talk about? I I couldn't quite see the link. What is you don't this know that you you haven't looked at it yet. What is it? F you, pal. Oh, you mean our own YouTube page? Our YouTube, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't quite tell what that link was. It was yeah. just... That's F-U, pal. <laughs> not what it looked like to me. It looked like... Did I spell it wrong on your on your text? Uh, it was like freewpal.com or something. No. It's Whatever. F- it's F-U, pal. It's our new... We've been talking about it for months, right? Months and months and years at this point that they're going to come and take it away. And I just decided I, I've had enough. So, you know, we've been messing with BitChute, and I like BitChute. Don't get me wrong. Cause somebody asked me this week if, if the reason I built this was that I wasn't happy with BitChute. I like BitChute, but it's not quite there yet. You know, it, it's, it's a little cumbersome. And I like Vimeo, but Vimeo's fairly costly. And I wanted to have a 100% truly ours platform. 
Right. No one can take from us. Nobody can, nobody can censor. Nobody can take a video off of nothing. So I, I bought this software from a company called, um, called Flickster. And, um, and I built our own, I built our own and it, I launched it this week. It's called F U pal, which is F V I E W P A L little play there on words but it's f view pal and if people want i've i've put up um a bunch of our videos i've put up aftershocks i've put up bob's stuff from t radio v and some of his shockwave stuff and i've uploaded about um i think about a thousand classic metal videos as well so you know all your ozzy and dio and you know all that kind of shit so it's it's literally a classic metal platform for for the CMS for CMS fans. So people should check it out. All right. It's the it's the YouTube of classic metal show. It is. And it's going to stay that way. I I may I I haven't decided yet. I've been thinking about some um you know, maybe adding like um Jericho and sticks and you know here's the unique thing about this thing I can upload our videos locally like resident to it but I can also do what they call an import from like YouTube and when it's an import from YouTube I can I can add the videos but when you watch the videos it actually plays on YouTube so it's like a mirror yeah it's but like we don't but the, the bottom line to us, no licensing problem. Okay. Because it's all licensed to YouTube and officially it's being played on YouTube for their, for their videos, for the music videos. So I can put, but I can change all the descriptions and stuff. So like, as an example, I'll just give a quick example. I, I put up today the, um, the new song from except that got released, um, never going to die or whatever it's called. And um, I changed the description from whatever bullshit they had to, hey, here's a link to our affiliate site where you can buy this. And if you buy it, we get a quarter or whatever, you know, so so it, it's unique. It's a unique program. But the best part about it is we can never be censored again by using it. Okay. YouTube has no play on the, on the classic metal show videos anymore. So... Don't be shy. I, I I haven't. I don't think I could just stop uploading shit to YouTube. But you know, because we do get. I mean, look, dude. Everybody that we talk to says, "Oh, I found you on YouTube." So I have to sort of keep us on YouTube, but I'm not putting any energy into YouTube anymore, other than to just upload the shit. Right. You know, from now on, it's all going to be. From now on, every link that I share and everything that that I put out there is all going to be fu, fu pal. You know. That's going to be, that is going to be the home of video on the classic metal show and aftershocks and skull sessions. So, okay. so it's our new thing, man. Yet another new toy. Well, here's the thing. Uh, again, the, the people who really are concerned about these kind of things are actually doing this as well. I mean, we talked about, uh, Caitlin Bennett doing mm -hmm. it as well, because, you know, 
she she's got some enemies out there you know she's uh, she's an attractive conservative woman and it's just like look at her who does she think she is you know that kind of a thing yeah and and uh youtube would definitely go after her so she Mm -hmm. she created her own website liberty hangout and she puts her full unedited videos over there sure and she only uses youtube just as a teaser Mm -hmm. to get you to go to her website and go watch the whole thing now is it behind a paywall or no i I don't think so i'm not really positive i i haven't looked at it it's but she you know advertises it you know if you want to see the whole uncensored thing go to liberty hangout right so you could see the you know exactly everything that's being said sure but unfortunately that's where we're at here now Mm-hmm. yeah you can't you can't and and, and you say unfortunately i'm okay with it and i'm gonna well, tell you why I'm okay. Uh, well okay i'll let you expound on that in a second okay, go ahead. i say unfortunately because we live in a country that was based on freedom mm-hmm. and I understand that YouTube as a, you know, as a company, it's owned by Google and so on and so forth. And they can mm-hmm. dictate what's on their platform. Right. But the thing is, is that they are allotted certain freedoms, uh, to, to exist, mm-hmm. but then they, then they dictate, you know, what's there as well. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the unfortunate part. It's just like, well, you know, we have a certain philosophy or ideology or whatever. And if, if you go run counter of what we think, we're going to take you off of there. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just, I don't want to be on there. Knowing what they're trying to do, knowing what kind of fucking scumbags they are. I don't want to be there. I don't, I, I, I mean, I'll, I get it. It's, it's the first one that became the big one. So you have to sort of be there, but I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to tell our listeners anymore, hey, Neely and I are going to do an, a, an unreleased recording or a live segment on Tuesday or something and and tell people to go to a platform that, that would rather see me dead than on their fucking platform. I don't want to do that anymore. I'd rather be dead to them and I'd rather do stuff on our own platform. I'd rather, you said it, I don't know, two months ago about about how we were shrinking the game a little bit and we were, you know, trying to make everything just be on our own platforms now, you know, whether it's the website or the podcast when we were talking about Spotify. Yeah, absolutely. And and we talked about how important it was for us to be on our own platform for, for the podcast so that nobody can take that away from us anymore. Well, this is another example. A lot of people fucking discover us on video and you know, we have to have our own platform for it. Like, you know, I don't know if we're going to do it tonight, but I sent you over some Alex Jones audio. If we're, if we were to play the Alex Jones audio or God forbid the video, we can't put that on YouTube. If we put on YouTube, we'll get fucking a, a copyright or a, not a copyright strike, a, a content strike for putting Alex Jones up there. I don't want that. I don't want to be part of that. I'll put up on my own fucking site and I'll put up a video that literally says, this is where you would see this video. Here's the link to it. Well, just what Caitlin Bennett does. Yeah. But you know, but we're going to, we're going to put it over here instead because we're not going to, we're not going to play their fucking game. Fuck them. And that's how I feel. Fuck them. I, I completely agree. You know, 
I mean, it, it's come down to this. It's just like, now you got to protect everything you do. Mm-hmm. It's not the same world we lived right. in, you know, five years ago. Well, it's not, but lucky for us, we have a decent sized fan base and we can play to the fans. We'll play to our fans. And if our fans want to expand it out, then they'll expand it out from our platforms. You know, and if people find us on these other platforms, even, you know, I, I mean, I've all but quit on fucking Facebook and Twitter. I just, I, I ain't doing anything over there. Well, you know, I, I talk about Mark Levin all the time mm-hmm. during this whole week. Uh, even though he's posted factual things on his Facebook page, yeah, they still censored it. Oh yeah, of course. And, and as of Friday, he was just like, I, I'm not going to Facebook anymore. Yeah. It makes sense. There's no reason to, I mean, I'm, I'm using it. I, I have automated shit that just automatically posts to it. That just says, you know, we have a YouTube thing. It's called FU pal. We have an app. We have, you know, listen to this segment, listen to that. Here's bit shoot, you know, just, it's just straight infomercial now. And that's all I'm going to use it for. I'm not, I'm not using it anymore, man. I'm going to use, I'm going to use our own platforms. And if they, somehow take away our own platforms, then we're just done anyway. So, you know, I'm going to at least protect the show as much as I can. And fuck all you assholes that keep saying that, oh, it'll never get to the, you guys. Yeah. Okay. You're too small a fish in a big pond. Yeah. All right. Please. They poured fucking chlorine in the fucking pond. Everything's dying in the pond. Except us. Cause we jumped into another pond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pal. All right. Well, speaking of uh, politically correct and censorship and all. Okay. Uh, our friend Anthony Esposito. Yes. Formerly of Lynch Mob, currently of uh, Red Dragon Cartel. That's right. Formerly of Badlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked. He was asked if he recalls George Lynch ever saying he was uncomfortable with the Lynch Mob name. Right. And all the time that they played together. Right. Anthony said the first two gigs we ever did as lynch mob, we were called gay black Nazi bikers for Christ. (laughs) If that wasn't an issue, why would lynch mob be? Do you think they really did that? They did. I remember that story actually. Oh, no shit. That is true. Did not know. (laughs) Yeah. And then secondly, I remember he was like, oh, living color. Vernon Reed is playing, uh, SB guitars. And this was when the original wicked sensation, uh, was coming out. He's making this big stink. He doesn't want to play SB. If I call the band Lynch mob, and then we ended up using the name Lynch mob anyway. And Vernon Reed, uh, left SB guitars. Good for him. Yeah. So Lynch mob. Well, my name is George Lynch yeah. and we're kind of a mob. We're kind of a band of brothers. I mean, what's, what's the big deal? Because there were lynchings in 1870. Yeah, whatever. Shut up. We've got to realize, here's the deal. There's money in the name, okay? And and I think we all realize that band versus brand. Yeah. I mean, Bob Nobandian was very uh, instrumental in making that uh, documentary for Cleopatra Records, band versus brand. That's right. Uh, Anthony continued like... Like if Jakey Lee went out and called Red Dragon Cartel Badlands, even though he's not the only guy in the band from Badlands, this guarantees per show 
would probably three see three or four times higher. Bobby Blotzer was a was an example of that going from the Bobby the the rat experience to just yeah. you know hijacking the rat name. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yep. So the name on the marquee, the marquee values of the name of a band is worth money. Even yeah. though there is only one original member or maybe two, it's still worth money. Like you put Foreigner on the marquee. None of the original Foreigner guys are in it anymore, but they still get paid a lot of money because Foreigner is on the marquee. Right. I mean, th- this is this is not anything new. I mean, no. that no. everybody knows that. That if if you've built a legacy, especially over decades, like some of these bands have. And there's one original member, which if you ever watch band versus brand, there's several, you know, musician guys on there who talk about, Hey, I'm the only guy left from a band from 1969, right? (laughs) but I still can use the name and they're still getting gigs yeah, because of that name. So for him to change the name of the band and George is, is money driven. It's got to be something else because he's going to lose money not being able to throw lynch mob up on the marquee. Yeah. And and that is a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an interview a year ago. Lynch mob played at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally for six days in 2019 or whatever. And he really bagged on the crowd as Trumpers. Mm-hmm. I read it on Blabbermouth and it was like he was really degrading his fan base basically. And I think he changed the name more for fear of being considered a hypocrite for saying what he said in the interview and the Sturgis crowd and the Trumpers. And if he didn't change the name, he would look like a hypocrite. So he sort of painted himself into a corner. Right. Well, there you go. Slit your own throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And that's, you know, Lynch is, I, I Lynch will go, you watch, he'll go back to Lynch mob. Unless he's just done touring. Well, I, he's not because in the new year, because this whole 2020 mm-hmm. prior to the COVID, he was supposed to tour with Dokken. Yeah. The whole, the whole year, it was supposed to be a co-headlining tour with Dokken and Lynch Mob. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning of the year, back in March, when I went out on the road with Don, uh, Lynch Mob played all the shows. We played four shows over, you know, a, a series of shows over four days. Right. Still use Lynch Mob before, you know, the COVID shut it down. And, and the whole tour was supposed to, you know, go through the entire year until the whole year got shut down. Right. So they've rescheduled a lot of those shows for 2021. And some of the shows still say Lynch Mob, and some of the shows just say George Lynch. Yeah, which means the promoter won't change it because he wants to make the money. Of course, because that's what people recognize. I mean, you know, Lynch Mob, what, they were established in 90? Mm -hmm. So here we are. We're 30 years removed, so people know Lynch Mob. They go, yeah, Wicked Sensation, you know? Yeah, and the promoter's contract probably says Lynch Mob, so they ain't going to fucking change it. They're not going to change it to say George Lynch and fucking shoot themselves in the foot. Of course not. I don't recall seeing anybody out there picketing the show and go, Lynch Mob, what a racist name, man. I don't, I don't, I didn't see anybody doing that. 
Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is there's not enough interest in that band to get anybody to come out and pick it anyway. So who gives a shit what it, what they call it? Well, again, it's this, it's this whole, oh, I got to be politically correct. Yeah. You could call it kill a coon and it wouldn't affect people if it's only <laughs> fucking playing to 75 people. <laughs> well, again, you know, they, they, they've churned out some pretty decent music. I know that, uh, you yeah. like, I know you like the smoke and mirrors. I did a lot. And, and, um, what was it? Brotherhood? Yeah. The, was it the system of the brotherhood or something like yeah, that? It was this brotherhood. I think it was yeah. called, but you know, and then they had the, um, uh, what was the one, the, the, the sun sessions or whatever. Yeah. They had that. And then they had the sound mountain sessions or something, Yeah, yeah. you know, and you know, they're, they got a lot of good tunes there. I mean, obviously Lynch mob made an impact early on when MTV was still a thing mm-hmm. because, you know, ba- basically rock radio has not promoted any kind of rock lately, you know, in the last 30 years. But, uh, Lynch mob came out on the tail end when MTV was still doing music videos Mm -hmm. and they had several music videos out there with both Oni and, and, um, uh, Robert Mason. Right. And they still had a few hits and so on and so forth. And, you know, it's George Lynch. I mean, the guy, the guy is a, you know, he's an icon as far as rock guitarists go, you know, even to this day. And, uh, he's still out there playing. He's still got to make a living. The guy is pushing 70 years old. Right. And he's still out there playing and God bless him for doing what he's doing. But, but now you decide that this is the wrong time to call yourself lynch mob. What? Because of black lives matter. Is is that what you're worried about? Apparently that is either that or the, I wonder if the label said they won't put out another record. What label? Rat pack. (sighs) I don't believe it. He's done the last couple on Rat Pack, hasn't but, he? No, I don't believe that the label is putting pressure on him. I, I don't believe that. Well, maybe not. The label stands to lose money. I, mean, I think this is just a political... I, I, I'm going to go with what uh, Anthony just said. TDS? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, let's not worry about TDS anymore. Yeah, what, what, what's the new thing? BDS? I don't know what it is. Biden? I think it's, we're fucked. That's what it is. WSS, WS, WFS, we're fucked syndrome. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Unbelievable. This is a fucked up world we're living in right now. Be honest. You didn't want to do the show tonight, did you? Uh, I wasn't, I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed, but pissed. You know what? The thing is, is like I said, at the beginning of the show, I, I was prepared for this mm-hmm. because I was expecting it. I was yeah. really expecting it because after the three years of everything they've done is to try to unseat Trump, mm-hmm. this is just the ch- cherry on the, on the top of the cake. Mm-hmm. This is what this is. I mean, look, look, look at the history here. This guy didn't even take office yet. Yeah. And they were already doing an investigation on this quote unquote Russia collusion that lasted for almost three years mm-hmm. and it had and it gained nothing. And then they went into this whole impeachment thing a year ago and that turned out to be nothing. 
else. And every turn this guy made, it was just like, we got to do something to get this guy out of office. Well, here it was. The COVID hit back in, I believe it was July when they started with the whole mail-in ballot thing because the COVID was so dangerous, you couldn't go to the mm. polling place. And they warned about this. This is just going to open up a can of worms. Yeah. This is going to open up so much corruption. This is going to just open up a, an opportunity for, um, you know, for fraud. Mm -hmm. And here the, here the election came along. The legitimate votes were being counted at the beginning of the night and into the late night. Something happened around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then all of a sudden, Biden was ahead. Yeah. All of a sudden. In, in all the key states. Isn't that interesting that all the key states? I don't think you're playing in his charisma, Neely. The guy's very charismatic. <laughs> are, are you kidding me? All, are you telling me? Are you telling me that just miraculously in all the swing states that it just happened to, to swing the other way? Yeah. No. I can see 600,000 votes in a row for the same guy. Yeah. Okay. That happens. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. The, the Republicans did not lose one seat in the House of Representatives. In fact, they gained 14 seats. They didn't lose the Senate either. They maintained the Senate, gained 14 seats in the, the House of Representatives, but they voted the president out. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Sure. Sounds like it happened. Sounds like what should have happened. Sure. Sounds like a solid, solid voter um, turnout to me. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That's how it always works, isn't it? You vote out the president, but you load up the, the party that he's in. Yeah, you you load up the Senate and you load up the uh, House yeah. of Representatives. You you gain seats in the House of Representatives, but you vote the president out. That's how it always works. <laughs> Please, every election I've ever followed, that's how it worked. <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. It doesn't happen. And and on top of that, you know what voter turnout in Wisconsin alone was? If you count the ballots that are supposedly legitimate, yeah. You know, you know what the high, you know what the high watermark is for high turnout in an, any election is, you know, what it, what the percentage is well, something about like 40%. No, it's like 71% is considered okay. high. Okay. Do you know what it was this election? No. 90%. Sounds fair. Sounds reasonable. 71 is considered high, but it, it was 90%. I heard Biden did well with the elderly ages, 120 to 172. I heard he did really well with that age group. Got a lot of those votes. Yeah. It's all like, where, where did all those votes come from all of a sudden? <laughs> and there's no, and the thing is, is there's no, there's no reconciliation of it. Uh -uh. There, there's no answer for it. Yeah. All of a sudden it just showed up. Mm-hmm. Where, and, and the question is, is where did they come from? Let me see them. Nope. Can't look at them. Yeah. Why not? No observers. Nope. Can't. Nope. We want to look at them. We want to verify. Nope. Can't look at them. Well, they got video after video of people marking something on ballots. Yeah. What are they marking? Why are they marking anything on a fucking ballot? What is that? I don't know. I, I, this, this is just the biggest hijacking of, of American, um, 
the American electoral system ever. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty bad when when uh, Kennedy got elected, and they hijacked the you know the votes in West Virginia and here in Chicago. Yeah, but this is ten times worse. Well. I think a big problem is that these fucking people in power don't fear the people anymore. They don't. That's the no, biggest no, problem. Well, look look at what Hillary Clinton alone got away with. Yeah. She was never held accountable for anything that she did. Nothing. 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 Mm-hmm. She destroyed the server. She destroyed the cell phone. She destroyed evidence, yet nothing happened. Nothing. Right. Trump's campaign got spied on. It was proven that it got spied on. Nothing happened to the people who, who, uh, you know, perpetrated that. Right. Nothing. So it's just like, yeah, okay, well, we're, we're just going to hijack this election. Nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck finding the perpetrators here. So do you think Trump, Trump fights all the way out or do you think yeah, I, I'm going to, I, th- I, I, I think he's going to, Trump is not a quitter. No. So he he's regardless of it changes anything, which which I doubt it will, but regardless of it changes anything, he he's going to take this all the way to December 14th. Yeah, he probably will. And 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 I hope he does, and I hope at least something is uncovered. Mhm. Well, and, and the sad part is, you know, all of the me- media today colluding all at the same time to to call this thing today it's really just spin to make trump look like a sore loser yeah of course and and you know i know i sent you the link today that newsmax mm-hmm. said they would not no. call, call the election because they know that there's more circumstances involved well, how can they call it when there's mandatory recounts in some of these states mandatory recounts so what, do those just not matter? No, they don't because the media is all powerful. Man, fuck the media. I'm done with the fucking media, dude. I'm I'm just done with the fucking media. Well, I agree. Completely agree. All right. Not to bring everybody down. That's fine. <laughs> well, anyway, um, you know, since people like the music news, yeah. <laughs> um, the Beatles. Yes. When did the Beatles disband? What, 1970? 70, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we are. Uh, what is it? 70 to 80 to 90 to 2000 to 2010 to 50 years removed. Mm-hmm. The Beatles are still raking in money. Okay. How much do you think the Beatles raked in a year ago in a one year? Well, they get they, they added themselves to streaming recently. I don't know if it's a year or longer, but recently. I'm gonna say thirty million. Well, you're you're close, but not quite. Okay. Too low? Too low. Fifty. Fifty million. Woo! The Beatles raked in an eye-watering $50 million Mm -hmm. in 2019. Wow. Good for them. Now, you know, obviously two, two of the Beatles are dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, their estate receives whatever portion. I don't know how they're 
you know, their agreement is drawn up. Right. I don't know if they all get 25% or, or McCartney and Lennon get a bigger lion's share for being the main songwriters. I, I have no idea how okay. their structure, their, their agreement is structured. Sure. But Paul McCartney being one of the main Beatles and obviously Ringo Starr is still alive. Mm-hmm. Well, they stand to, let's just say it's a quarter you know, say it's a quarter a piece, whether yeah. it's uh, the Lennon uh, estate or or the uh, George Harrison estate, right? So, uh, what do they all get? Uh, Twelve and a half million, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Julian Lennon gets enough to buy a hamburger? <laughs> you would hope so. I mean, honestly, I I would bet he don't. You don't think he gets anything? Never got anything when they were when he was alive. I mean, I don't know. I mean, so you think it all goes to Yoko, Yoko and and Sean? Yeah, I think it all goes to Yoko. I don't think Sean gets any of it unless Yoko gives him some. And and you don't think Julian gets anything either? I doubt it. Hmm. They don't seem to be on terms. They don't seem to. They never make an appearance or anything together. You see right. Yoko doing her bad singing somewhere, and Sean's usually in the crowd clapping. <laughs> keeping his cash cow alive, but right. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you saw Julian and Yoko? My guess would be never. Yeah. That's unfortunate uh, too. Jeez. It is. It's, it's extremely unfortunate. That fucking guy got all the talent of John Lennon and cannot fucking use it. And even, even kind of looks like him a little bit. He does. He should be making, he should be, he should be doing a Beatles reunion band with Julian it, Lennon. Julian Lennon's the Ruddles or something. Yeah. Wasn't the Ruddles a Beatles tribute band of some sort? Not really. I don't really know. I think. Yeah. He should be doing something Beatlesque, just singing all their catalog and making money. Well, I agree. I agree. He should be doing what like Jason Bonham is doing. Yeah. Julian Lennon's Beatles. Beatlesque experience. I'd pay to see that. Or or Julian Lennon's Silver Beatles or something. Yeah, something. I would pay to see that. Get Max Starkey on drums. Isn't that Ringo's kid? Yeah. Isn't he playing with the who though? What are they doing? I don't know. I, I you know, I don't know. I, I'm sure he's playing uh, drums though. He's, he's he is on drums with the who is he? Yeah, not? I, th- I think he might be. Yeah. But they, they tour what once every fucking five years. I'm sure he could find some time. Sure. You know, he could play, he could play that. Is Paul McCartney got a kid? I don't know, to be honest with you. He's had a bunch of wives. He must have <laughs> a kid. I don't think he's had a bunch of wives. He's what got three? That's a bunch to me. <laughs> How many did you say? Three? That's three more than he needed. Well, he had Linda, and then he had that legless chick. Yeah. And, and, then, he involved, and then is he involved with somebody else now? I think he has another wife now. Yeah, yeah. So that's three, right? Yeah. That's way too many wives when you've been famous since you were fucking 16 or whatever. Yeah. Just ask Phil Collins. He should tell you. No shit. (laughs) How how much have you enjoyed those Phil Collins? I saw uh, another story about him yesterday that we, we covered the last few weeks. Yeah. I love him, but I did. I saw another story about Phil yesterday. Forget what it was, but it was something. Um, oh yeah, this, this, this story in, it was in a vanity fair or something. 
Phil Collins' ex-wife takes a break from $40 million mansion battle to pose with her new Bentley. <laughs> yeah, life is tough for that girl, isn't it? Oh, she's living the hard life. <sighs> Let me put this on the screen here so you oh can see God. it. Oh, my God. Just a fucking pathetic story. I mean, and and just to see Phil, he, he just looks so pathetic. Just look at him. Look at him. And there it is. And he's with that Asian looking cow. Yeah, she's fat. Yeah, she's fat and got awful tattoos. Well, she can afford to eat. Ugh. Oh, there she is with her new Bentley. Oh, look at her all fat in front of her Bentley. Yeah. Looks like a rotten sausage in front of a Bentley. <laughs> she's in a parking garage of all things. Fantastic. It doesn't look like it's a cheap parking garage. Though. All those cars look expensive. Yeah. But there she is. Well, she probably deserved that Bentley. She probably rode Invisible Touch. Yeah, probably did. There she is in, her, in front of her new Bentley. <laughs> and while she was out taking that picture, Phil should have been changing the locks. Yeah. Should have been out there changing the locks. <laughs> the security fucking code or whatever. I'm, I'm freaking believable. I hate this pig. Oh, and she is a pig. She's hey, a look, pig. look at her. She is. She is piggy. I don't even care. If she was hot. She's still a fucking pig. Oh, I hate her. Now this is a broad that I don't like. Yeah. Well, again, Phil, Phil is to blame partially on all this too. Of course. Phil's all to blame. Not partially all. Yeah. How does he let this fucking broad back into his life? Bigger arms than me. Yeah. I, but how you got away if she wanted to come back, Phil, let her blow you, let her fucking hang around, but do not give her fucking credit cards and housing and shit. What are you doing? I mean, look at her. She, she's like in, you know, some designer dress and Phil's like in his Walmart, uh, V neck t-shirts. Yeah. And, and his, 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 uh, you know, his salvation army ball cap. Yeah. He looks he, he, he looks like uncle junior. Yeah. He, he's disheveled is what he is. Yeah. He's uncle junior at the end of the Sopranos. <sighs> Just sad. And this guy's got to go out and fucking tour, tour the goddamn world again to pay for this house that this bitch stole. <laughs> well, speaking of Phil Collins and Genesis and all that. Yeah. A guy that you recently interviewed, Steve Hackett. Yeah. I, I. I didn't realize I found this today and I watched a couple of the videos. Steve Hackett, uh, did some shows. I guess they were over in England. Uh, you know, obviously that's where they're from, mm -hmm. but he had, he was able to fill some pretty good size venues over there. Oh yeah. Uh, doing this whole Genesis retrospective. Yeah. Thing. Genesis and, renewed or whatever. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's just a, you know, he's, he's one of the guitarists. I mean, he left the band in what, like 78 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he put together like a whole show with the whole orchestra and, right. you know, other band members and the whole thing. And he's, you know, he's uh, performing the old Genesis catalog, like the lamb lies down on Broadway and supper's ready. And mm -hmm you know, this whole thing. And so I was watching some of the videos today right. and I was just like, holy fuck, you know, he's got 
he's he's doing like a ma major, you know, venues. Well, look at the picture I just put up there. That's the oh, album cover. Yeah. There's fucking sixty people in the band. I know it's a whole big uh, orchestra. Yeah, sixty people in the band to see Steve Hackett. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, I mean he wasn't. I mean, obviously he was a founding member of, of the band in the seventies. Yeah, but but he left. What I think it was like seventy seven. I think yeah. he left the band seventy seven, seventy eight, and that's when the you know. Um, Phil Collins and, and, uh, Mike Rutherford and, and, uh, Tony Banks put out, and then there were three, right? you know, and here he is 40 plus years later, filling out venues mm -hmm. as a lone guitarist yeah. and doing the music of Genesis and selling out some big uh, venues doing this. Yeah. That that to me is pretty amazing. Yeah. And meanwhile, crippled Phil Collins has to fight to get his own health back. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. It's crazy. So so my uh again, my envy for you, uh, you know, the fact that you interviewed uh Steve Hackett. Yeah. You know, was is pretty cool. That was cool. But but I didn't realize how popular he was still able to to go out there and perform some fairly large venues. Yeah. Didn't realize I was in I was interviewing an international superstar, did you? No, I, I again I, <laughs> I just thought he kind of reemerged and you know decided, hey, I'm gonna play some old Genesis classics. Yeah. But then when I'm seeing the live shows, I was just like, Holy cow, this is a major production here. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. He's he's doing a a project probably as big as a Genesis crowd would draw. Yeah, that's kind of my point. It's crazy. So anyway, yeah, well, good for him. These old these old fuckers are still rocking, man. Yeah, for now, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. All right, well, getting back to the Beatles, another British group. Okay. Uh, they may have released their last album in 1970, but the Beatles are still making vast amounts of money every year. In 2019, the band brought in an eye-watering 50 million, equivalent to a million pounds for each year that the band has not been releasing. Music. Jesus Christ. According to the Mirror, company accounts filed to Apple Records Limited for the year until January show that the band made over 50 million over one year. Wow. Good for them. The figure amounts the equivalent of uh, 137,657 made by the company per day which was set up in 1968 by the band to run its business interests. Mm. Well, good for them. They had a lot of foresight. Yeah. No kidding. They, they set that, <clears throat> excuse me. They set that company up in 1968. Yeah. Good. The Apple company, mm -hmm. uh, the company, which doesn't even own the Beatles back catalog of songs, then reportedly paid 6.1 million each. To Sir Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, John Lennon's widow, Yoko Ono, and George Harrison's widow, Olivia. Mm. 6.1 million. Jeez, oh man. So each one of them got, uh, you know, got some 
change in their pocket. No, really. John Lennon was murdered in 1980 while George Harrison died from lung cancer in 2001. So he's been dead o- almost 20 years already. Yeah. Yeah. The figure yeah. was made up uh, of uh, $1,417,000 in dividends and $4,719,500 in connection with the provision of promotional services and the name and likeness rights. <laughs> think George Harrison dead made more money than everybody listening did last year. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he's rotting in a grave somewhere. Well, I think he got cremated and got spread out in like a river or something. Did he? Yeah, yeah it could be. Even worse, his goddamn ashes have been eaten by goldfish (laughs) and fucking that still makes more money than, than all of us combined. Yeah. That sucks. (laughs) The Beatles are the best selling recording artist of all time, selling an incredible 1.6 billion singles in the U S alone. Is that all? Yeah. 1.6 billion. That's with a B. Well, just wait till my reissue of scars comes out. Lead uh, songwriters Paul McCartney and John Lennon have each written have written a total of 32 and 26 number one hits, respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, representatives for Paul Ringo and Yoko Ono were approached by Mail Online for comment. Apple Corporation, which had a long dispute over its name with Apple Computers, also made a pre-tax profit of. $8,606,191 for the year January, year ending in January. Can you imagine having to go to one of these fucking meetings and Yoko Ono is sitting there (laughs) and you're fucking Paul McCartney and you're like, you bitch, what are you doing here? What up, bitch? Go fix me a turkey pot pie. Yeah. Go sing poorly and fuck someone else. (laughs) Can you imagine how, how annoying would that be? Could you even be polite? Could you, it would be be really tough. You know, this bitch ruined the fucking Beatles. Yeah. You know, here's the question though. And I've always thought this, did she ruin the Beatles or did the Beatles get out at exactly the right time? I think that got out right at the exactly right time. I think so too. The whole music landscape was changing. And, and they were changing so far away from each other that I don't think anything else they would have made would have been any good. No. You know, can you imagine John trying to fucking wedge all his war horse shit <laughs> with fucking Paul? And Paul was in the process of converting to, you know, um, wings. Yeah, wings. You know, he wanted to do more poppy rock stuff. Mm-hmm. So you'd add pop rock meets fucking war music. Yeah, he was protest music. Can you imagine hearing give peace a chance over the tune of say, 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 Jesus Christ, that would have been terrible. Although Paul did write some good music. Well, that, that, that's the whole thing. I was going to go back to that. I, I actually enjoyed wings music more than I enjoyed the Beatles music. What? Come on. Some of the songs were good, but come on overall. I didn't say overall. I said I I enjoyed listening to the Wings music more than I listened to the Be- Beatles music. I don't know about all that. I gotta look up Wings to see. 
Wings had what a dozen hits, maybe half dozen. Well, the thing is, I think it had to do with age. Because, you know, I, I was listening to the radio and listening to music more in the early to mid seventies than right. I was in the sixties. So hearing the wing songs on the radio was more familiar to me than listening to the Beatles. Okay. Let's go to this album. I'm looking up all their best. Let me bother wings. Cause that should be all the best. I would think wings, all the best see what we got there all the best uh let's see jet that's a good song mm -hmm. I like that one band on the run is a good one coming up that's a good one coming up like a flower that's a good one that's that song right coming up yep ebony and ivory that's a bag of shit yeah i'm not that was garbage listen to what the man said that's uh, good good one no more lonely nights uh. And I didn't care for that personally. Silly love songs. That's a good one. See, you're, you're, see, there's a lot of tunes there. You go, yeah, I forgot about that one. Let them in. How's that go? If you hear them knocking, let them in. Give me a little of that one. Give me a little let them in. If you hear one. them knocking, let them in. Wings. And while you look up that, Sea Moon, that's garbage. You got to admit, Sea Moon is garbage. All right, here we go. All right. Oh, I know that. All right. Someone's knocking at the door. That's it. at the door, somebody ringing the bell, someone's knocking at the door, somebody's ringing the bell, do me a favor, open the door, and let him in. Yeah, let him in, bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and gonna... offer him a drink, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, see, there you go. Sea Moon, that's crap. Pipes of Peace, that's crap. Live and let die. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against the grain and say that's crap. Even though the Guns covered it, right? Don't care. I didn't like it when they did it either. Okay. I never liked that song. Another day. Can't say I know that one. That was a Beatles song from the Let It Be sessions that he made into a Wings tune. Uh, maybe I'm amazed. Now that's a good one. See. Maybe I'm amazed at the way you love me. Exactly. Good night tonight. Can't say I know it. Um, Once upon a long ago. Can't say I know that one either. Do you? <clears throat> well, let's sample it. All right. Once upon a long ago. Wings. Once upon a long. Here we go. Mm. Let's check this one out. Dreamweaver. 
Picking up scales and broken cords Puppy dog tails in the house of lords Tell me darling What can it mean Making up moons in a minor key What are those tunes gotta do with me Tell me darling Where have you been Once upon A long ago Children say Can't say I know this one. Sounds like you wrote it with the one-legged chick. <laughs> it's not a fleshed-out idea. <laughs> All right, then let's see. Moving on. Say, say, say. That's crap. Although that's Paul McCartney. That's not really Wings, is it? That's Paul McCartney and got it Michael, Michael Jackson. Yeah, they've got it listed as Paul McCartney on the it's it's on the Wings box set. I get or is this a Paul McCartney box set? Compli- oh no, this is a Paul McCartney. All right, never mind. It's a Paul McCartney box set. No matter. Okay. With a little luck. Now that's a good one. Yep. With a little luck, we can work it out. We can make this whole damn thing. I remember when I sang that, my mom would get all offended because I said, damn. I know. That's the same here. Like 1978 or whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> 10 years old. Uh, my love. That's a good one. My see, yeah, see, you're agreeing with me. My love. Yeah, I guess he did have a bunch of good songs. See? We All Stand Together from Rupert and the Frog Song soundtrack. Yeah, I don't know that, and I don't want to. Don't <laughs> even look it up. <laughs> From Rupert and the Frog Song soundtrack. That's all I need to say. Sir with love. <laughs> Garbage. Uh, Maul the Kent year. We're just going to say that song stinks. Even though right. I don't know it is. <laughs> the, the title just says, this stinks. Don't even bother. Stinks. Hey, what's your favorite Paul McCartney song? Maul the Kent year. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure it is. Get the fuck out of here. All right. So he does have about 10 hits. And they're good ones. They are good ones. Because I like a lot of these songs. I, well, again, I, I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'll take the, I personally would take the Beatles. Well, again, like I said, I relate or enjoy the Wings stuff yeah. only because of, you know, an age thing. Now, I don't remember because I was younger at that point. Were these songs all overplayed the way the Beatles became because like right now even on classic rock beatles is too much you know you hear the beatles way too much yeah well i i again i haven't listened to classic rock radio in about a decade yeah, so, no, I'm so, I, so i have no idea what they play well back when i was working at 92 you know and and we shared the studio with 98.5 i used to hear the beatles hall yeah me. well bill lewis i mean goddamn. yeah he's a legend <laughs> legend Please stop it. I, I I always liked Mr. Classic more than Bill Lewis. And Bill was okay. I mean, he didn't give me any problems, but I I always hate it when they always call him the legend Bill Lewis coming up next. Legend of what? The legend of middays? Congratulations, dude. You fucking played songs in red weather for 30 years. Way to go. You're a fucking hero. Yep. <laughs> Um, in the previous year, turnover was only 36.5 million mm-hmm. with pre-tax profits of 5.5 million and band member shares were only 3,685,000. Oh, 
Right. <laughs> Only. Only. According to the Sunday Times rich list, Paul is worth, how much do you think Paul McCartney is worth? Um, two Bs. Two billion. No, no, no. It's way, way over. Way over. Way more than two billion? Oh, yeah. You're, you're way over. Oh, I'm way over. You're way over. Um, 600 million, a mm, little more seven more bill, eight, 800 million, 800 million. You know, that just seems like a low number for that guy. Doesn't it? There's other people that have more than him. Well, think about it. $800 million. Yeah. That's a lot of coin. That is a lot of money. But I mean, the guy that fucking owns AEW wrestling has more money than him. That shouldn't be right. Yeah. But, but Paul McCartney is not like an active entity. Yeah. I mean, he tours what every five years or something. Yeah. He makes three million a night when he does. But yeah. But my point is, is that if you think about it, here's a guy who really doesn't do anything per se, you know, literally year after year. And he's still worth $800 million. What do you think he does to keep himself going? Like, what's he going to do tomorrow afternoon? Who knows? I mean, he's sitting in some big fucking mansion castle somewhere. I'm sure. You know, does he have his chick just come and casually jerk him off to fucking get the day started? And well, you know what? If, if I had that kind of money, I don't think I'd have like a steady chick. Mm-hmm. I can just see him. He's just laying in a chair. Just think about this. If you had $800 million, 800 million. Yeah. And you were so hell bent on getting some kind of sexual relief. Yeah. Would it be worth to you a million dollars a year to have a different chick come in and jerk you off? Oh yeah. Once a day. Fuck yes. See? And you would still have seven hundred and ninety-nine million. Even times fifty years, that's still only fifty million gone. <laughs> you could literally pay for your handies out of fucking interest. <laughs> Just on interest alone, this guy literally could get hand jobs from his coin purse. Right, that's fucking ridiculous. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know why. Can you imagine? This guy has eight hundred million dollars. He's a fucking beetle. What argument would you ever be willing to have with your chick? I, I, I think I would be the worst boyfriend ever if I had that kind of money. I know. Because I'd be like, look, I need some coffee. I don't want to get, I said, I need some fucking coffee. <laughs> it would be, there, there'd be no, I don't feel like getting up. Yeah. You're, you're costing me $2,000 a day just yeah. to be here in my home. So go get me some coffee. God damn it. I can have you to get me the coffee or I can buy a fucking Mr. Coffee company. Go get the coffee. You whore. <laughs> Holy smokes. What argument? I, I mean, dude, he's married. So he argues every marriage has arguments. Well, that's kind of my point. It's just like, at, if you had that kind of coin, Ugh. why would you bother with that? Never. You, you would, you could, you could pay for the hottest models in the yeah. world mm -hmm. to come in, in their panties and bra. And they would gladly. And serve you coffee for two grand a day. 
while fluffing your balls. And and that would not even make a dent in yeah. your in your wealth. Yeah. If that's what you wanted. Yeah, I, I cannot imagine. Can you imagine if he had somewhere to be and the wife says and he says, Come on, love, we've got to go. And and she's like, Oh, I'm running late. I would lose my goddamn stack. Yeah, you <laughs> I would be like, go. I could pay a whore to come in here that's twice as good looking as you, and she would be ready on time. Yeah, you realize that you have access to eight hundred million dollars, and you're fucking running late. (laughs) Do you understand that? You should have been ready six hours before we were leaving. Right. You should have been sitting around looking hot, trying to get to suck my cock again, and to take a shower to get ready again. That's your whole life. That's your only function to be hot. What other function could, what could she add to the wedding, to the marriage? I I can't even imagine. What could she, I mean, she can't add money. She can't add stuff. What artistic design. (laughs) And Paul's such a fucking moron that he brings him in and lets him be in the band. Well, he married a legless woman for Christ's sake. Yeah. What's that about? (laughs) What is that about money? He's got, he could have got her another leg and had it attached, (laughs) but he just let her walk around with a fucking clip on. And then (laughs) what the hell clip on (laughs) it's a clip on go clip your leg on honey. We got a place to go tonight. Yeah. It's and a then, and then what, what did he pay her to get rid of her? Was like $65 million or something like that? Which, again, when you have $800 million, Can you look that up and see what he paid to get rid of her? What? I mean, it was it was some obscene amount of money. It was like $65 million or something. Cartney divorce settlements from one-legged lady. <laughs> That's what you're. That's what you're typing in the one million. Yeah. Heather, one million. Judge Hugh Bennett, who on Monday ordered McCartney to pay Mills twenty four point three million pounds. Oh, it wasn't even quite as much as I thought. Well, that's forty eight point seven million in in their money. Um, so he paid her almost fifty million. Forty eight point seven. See. He married a, a one-legged woman who who wasn't even alive during the Beatles' heyday, yeah. and he and he paid her twenty-five million U.S. to go away. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! If he was banging her, kind of missionary, but kind of like standing banging her, does he put the one leg on his fucking shoulder and the other one kind of hold up in front of him? <laughs> does he like hold it? You know, the stump. like he's palming it kind of. Yeah. Something come on. Like yeah. I mean, I mean, what position? Oh, baby. Does he rub his dick in the stump hole? <laughs> That's what I need to know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Considering I'm already seeing amputee pictures in the chat room, <laughs> but I'm bound to see a dick in a stump hole here in a minute. A stump hole. I'm getting ready to see it. Come on, chat room. I'm sending you your marching orders. Let's see a dick in a stump hole. But that that's the whole thing. He he paid her all that money to go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. I mean, just think about that. It's like you you could have the hottest 
panty-clad bitches come in there and give you a handy and serve you your coffee every day yeah. for way less than a cause cost to get rid of this chick. Yeah. He paid $48 million to three quarters of a chick. <laughs> That's like paying full price for Rick Allen's drumsticks. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Paul 78 was supposed to headline gas Glastonbury's festival's 50th anniversary in June before the event was canceled amidst the ongoing COVID pa pandemic. Meanwhile, Ringo celebrated his 80th birthday back in July, wow. 80 years old. The, the, the uh, icon took to the times to visit his peace and love sculpture in Beverly Hills, California to mark the milestone day. And ironically, it had a circle of shit all around it. <laughs> That's where all the homeless are coming yeah, out. Exactly. Uh, posing in front of the statue while flashing peace signs of their own, Ringo and Barbara made sure to uh, put safety first as they wore masks oh, good. and the coronavirus during the coronavirus uh, pandemic. Hope they wore steel soled shoes so the <laughs> syringe didn't cut through and get their feet. Exactly. Their AIDS filled syringes. Yeah, no shit. The ever youthful drummer kept it, it casual. Wait a minute, stop right there. Stop right there. <laughs> He's not ever youthful. He's 80. There's nothing about him that's youthful except maybe his persona. Well, he was wearing sketchers. No, stop it. <laughs> wearing wearing a pair of sketchers and a and a pair of fucking purple sunglasses does not make you youthful. Well, he was youthful and hot. He was happening. Yeah, right. Sure he was. Oh no. The ever youthful drummer kept it casual as he wore a black t-shirt and had his face printed on the front in a peace and love logo and finished off the look with a simple jacket and black and white jogging bottoms. And there we have the stump in a pussy. I knew it was coming. Yep. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that Finch. Appreciate that. <laughs> God damn this fucking chat room. I know. <laughs> that one will not be going up on um CMS TV. <laughs> Just because I don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> Yeek. <sighs> Celebrating the big day, Ringo's fellow Beatle member, Sir. And, and and let's not forget that uh, Paul McCartney is a Sir Paul McCartney mm -hmm. uh, because he's been knighted. Oh, not, that means, not that it means anything, but regardless. Use that knighting sword to chop off Heather's leg? Yeah. Jesus. He took the Instagram to wish him well as, as he wrote, Happy birthday, Sir Richard alias Ringo. Wow. Have a great day, my longtime buddy. Sir Paul. Yeah. Paul Thanks for making up, me a shit ton of money, my friend. <laughs> yeah, we just we just raked in six million dollars a year just for sitting home. Yeah. For something we did 50 years ago. Thank God we got this free platform to send fucking texts through. <laughs> Thank God we can use that. <laughs> yeah, I can't call you on the phone. No. 
can't send you a personal text. They have to put it out there on a social media platform. Yeah, but I got 3.1 million shares, Neely. <laughs> Very important. Exactly. Paul then took into a took in a virtual concert with a plethora of other famous faces to mark his fellow liver Poot, Pootlian bandmates 80th birthday. Wow. Other stars that appeared at the big birthday show will include Cheryl Crow, Gary Clark, Sheila E and Ben Harper. Sheila E. Sheila E. My God, talk about hasn't had a hasn't had anything relevant in a while. Holy yeah, smokes. Let's start scraping the bottom, shall we? That's the best Sir Paul can do. Sheila uh, E. While tribute performances will come from Steve Earle, oh. Peter Frampton, and Judy Collins. Jesus Christ, was Morris Day busy? <laughs> Speaking to Rolling Stone, Ringo explained, I love birthdays. This year is going to be a little different. We're putting this show together, an hour of musical music and chat. It's quite a big birthday. Mm -hmm. So they're going to... They're going to do a fucking online no people thing? Yeah, I think so. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. You're a fucking beetle. You don't ever do that. Never. I, he's a beetle, for fuck's sake. Don't just, just sit home. <laughs> just sit home. What are you fucking broke? You got to sell tickets to this thing? Really? Is that is that what people have been waiting for? That big performance with Ringo Starr and Sheila E.? Sheila E. Sheila E. Fuck out of here with this shit. Hey, who's that over there? Oh, look, it's Steve Earl stepping up to the mic. Steve Earl. Fuck out of here with this thing. You're a beetle. If you're not having the biggest stars in the entire world, I'm sorry, but he's a fucking beetle. It should be Springsteen and Bono and, um, I don't know, Fleetwood Mac. Whatever's left of the Eagles shouldn't be Sheila E and Steve Earl. Holy fuck. I could probably book that for a backyard fucking barbecue. Sheila E. <laughs> Steve Earl. <laughs> what an embarrassing party. It is. I agree. <laughs> oh my God. So there you are. Right. That's how the beetle, the, the, the remaining beetles spend their time. Well, there's some partiers there. That's for sure. Of course. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, you know what? Again, I, I got to tip my hat to the remaining beetles and the fact that, you know, goddamn, they, they were at the right place at the right time and, you know, created some music that lasted forever. Yeah, yeah it did. So, you know, can't take that away from them. Yeah, there won't be another one of those coming down the pipe. Ever again. Nope. It's over, Johnny. It's like capturing lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. Well, music doesn't have any value anymore. That's no, why. Not it does it. You know, that's that's the big reason. Nobody fucking values it anymore. Not new stuff. People release new music. It's disposable the day it comes out. Well, that's that's kind of why I felt bad about, you know, you know, our, our new our new friend. Mariah from for Mika. Yeah. The fact is that girl's very talented. Obviously, you know, she she told us how, you know, she she never got a guitar lesson, but she mm -hmm. plays like a you know, she plays like a son of a bitch. Right. Sings like a banshee. 
but she'll never get the recognition and nope. the and you know the what she deserves for her talent. Yeah. Because it's sad. over. Yeah, it's sad. She's like you were saying to her, she's gonna have to find get her way into a movie or something. Yeah, she's gonna have to do jingle work. She's yeah. gonna have to get into a music a movie soundtrack. Mm-hmm something but but in order for her and she kind of made it very clear that that's as she put it that's her living yeah she she's gonna have to be touring all the time and getting new gigs and finding people who would be interested enough to put her on the bill but she's gonna have to uh depend on legacy artists Mm -hmm. that have a following to to even give her a look yeah well she might end up and I don't know that this is 1000% speculation. This is not anything that I know, but it would shock me none. If once the world should the world ever open back up, if she goes out and tours with striper. Well, she's already done that. Well, she's played a couple of shows with her, but I think she also appeared on like Michael Sweet's solo record. Mm -hmm. Well, Michael Sweet also took an interest in our friend, uh, Veronica. Yeah. At some point, you know, but then the V is the V, so that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but but the point is, is that you know there are there are some legacy people out there who might be willing to take a chance and try to promote and mm-hmm. lift up some of these type of people. Yeah. But there's not enough. You know, again, the fans are fickle. It's just like, oh, if I don't, if it's not Deep Purple, man, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's 50 years removed. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do now? Yeah. Going to sit there and listen to nothing. Same old tired records over and over. Yep. So anyway, so I feel bad for, you know, I, I, I'm happy for a girl like uh, Mariah. Yeah. But I, I feel bad at the same time because it's just like they, they don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to have to go out there and really work their ass off for a very, very mediocre, um, fan base. Yeah, probably. And that, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right, well, let's, uh, let's play a couple tunes. All right. We'll come back and, uh, blah, blah, blah. So, um, let's see here. So we're talking about, uh, the Beatles, I thought I'd play the uh the version of Guns N' Roses Live and Let Die. Alright. Alright. So here it is. It's uh Guns N' Roses exclusively here. On your classic show. 